to the world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us Alex and JD. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon and a world for them to inhabit. Last time, we named a bunch of towns. And, and built them and described them. And built them. them. And then we made an Orca Pokémon. A Pokémon you can't refuse. <laughs> we made Pawpunk and Orcrook. Orcrook. A pair of water dark type. Porpoise Orca. Black and white, fishy, angular, triangular, angular yeah, Pokemon. Yeah. Today, we're going to start off by talking about items, Pokeballs, battle items, all sorts of new items you'd get to find while exploring Pokemon North and South. And for that, we're going to be heading to Trainer's Choice. Good Pokemon games introduce new items. Yeah! I mean, every Pokemon game introduces new battle items. Most games introduce at least one new kind of Pokeball. More recent games, less so, but Generation 1, you know, you've got the classic Pokeballs. Uh-huh. Pokeball, Great Ball, Ultra Ball, Master Ball, and Safari Ball, they're just in there for fun. Sure. Generation 2 was where it got really interesting, though, with the Apricorn Balls that Kurt could make. Mm-hmm. They were the first ones that worked differently on different Pokemon. Yeah. And they got all sorts of weird, fun things. You had the Moon Ball that works better on Pokemon that evolve with a Moonstone for some reason. There's not very many Pokemon, but it's no. fun. You got the heavy ball that works better on heavier Pokemon. Generations 3 and 4 introduced a bunch of new balls, and then it sort of petered off after that. Generation 6 didn't give us anything. Generation 7 gave us the beast ball that works better on Ultra Beasts. Generation 8 hasn't given us any new Pokeballs. It's just stopped, and it's a shame because they're really cool. They are really cool, and they it doesn't seem like something that is game-breaking. It seems like it's yeah. just a mechanic that makes things a little bit more interesting and applies mm-hmm. a little bit more strategy. And also, they look cool. Also, they look cool and it just it does seem like sort of a missed opportunity so we're gonna make some new pokeballs i've got a pokeball idea to pitch for you first that i've been thinking about since we talked about the elemental shards okay so there's a handful of pokeballs that work better on pokemon of certain types uh-huh there's the netball that works better on water and bug types yes. there's a dive ball that works better on water types yeah but then there's so many types that don't have that but what if there was yeah i'm thinking of a pokeball that works better if the pokemon you're trying to catch is the same type as your pokemon that you Ooh. have out in battle Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, like, it's not busted because you're not trying to fill in your team. It's more useful later in the game where you're trying to fill in the Pokedex than mm. just building up a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it can still help you catch all kinds of different Pokemon. And if you're using the elemental shards on your Pokemon, then uh-huh. that can you allow can manipulate you manipulate what to... type your Pokemon is. Yeah. Yeah, huh. Which could allow you to get a boost on catching something. Exactly. I like that a lot. Yeah. It could be, like, Mirror Ball. Mirror? I like Mirror Ball. Yeah. Like the Taylor Swift song. <laughs> No, that's a wrecking ball. No, that's Miley Cyrus. Oh. Taylor Swift has a song called Mirror Ball? Yeah. I don't know that one. I don't know it very well either. I came in like a mirror ball. (laughs) (laughs) But does this still end up looking like a disco ball? Oh yeah, it's definitely a disco ball. (laughs) It's a Pokeball. It's got like shards of mirror over it. You've still got the line around the middle. The reflect ball could work too. Reflect ball. That feels like it's got different things. Mm. I think I prefer mirror ball. Okay. All right. One made already. Alex, you got an idea for us? Yeah. So you mentioned that there are a few Pokeballs that are type specific. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really cool concept that they have not done enough of. Yeah. Like you don't want to oversaturate it is the thing. No. Yeah. But the fact that all of them affect water type Pokemon. Right. The closest one besides those two I mentioned is the lure ball 
which works better on Pokemon you've caught with fishing. Yeah. And there's a couple of Pokemon you can get from fishing that aren't water type, but for the most part, that's just three different Pokeballs that work better on water type Pokemon. Which is very strange. And kind of boring. Yeah. So I was thinking something like a feather ball. Uh huh. Something that works a little bit better on things that are flying or levitating. Yeah, okay. I love that it also works on levitating. Yeah. Pokeballs based on abilities yeah. don't exist. Something based on flying or levitating. So anything that's up in the air. Yeah, anything up in the air. And I'm thinking like feather, you know, like light and floaty. Feather's good, but then like it doesn't necessarily apply to levitating Pokemon. Sure. You get levitating Pokemon like Bronzong, a sure. giant metal heavy bell. Yeah. Doesn't quite fit. But we're talking about them being in the air a lot. Yeah. I like air ball. Air ball works. It does sound like air bud. Ain't nothing in the rules that says we can't have a Pokeball that sounds like air bud. <laughs> I like it. I'll take I'll take airball. Visually though, I'm picturing it's sky blue. Yeah. With like some white cloud sort of patterns yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 Could also be skyball. Skyball could work. That definitely worked better on that visual. I think I like that one better. Skyball. Let's call it a skyball. So as mentioned, there haven't really been Pokeballs that interact with Pokemon's abilities. Mm-hmm. And this isn't about a specific ability, but one thing you often want to try and find when you're out there trying to catch wild Pokemon are Pokemon with hidden abilities. Oh, okay. And sometimes you don't necessarily know whether a Pokemon's got a hidden ability but like you don't necessarily know exactly how heavy a Pokemon is especially as there are some abilities that change a Pokemon's weight okay. and I think you could have a Pokemon that gets better if a Pokemon has its hidden ability yeah that's cool as in it is more effective trying to catch Pokemon with a hidden ability yeah I think straight up it could just be called the hidden ball ooh I like that yeah what are your instincts for that visually ooh I don't know that's definitely one that could have some kind of geometric design the mm-hmm. way that a lot of them do yeah what sort of colours a darker color base and then like something really bright to contrast mm. it. Jet black as the mm. main color. Yeah. I wanted to have maybe like a ring around it or a circle or something somewhere that's like a bright color. What about pink? Pink is fun. What about a black and a pink pair? Yeah, all right. That's like nothing that's been done before. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, mostly black with some pink rings around it yeah. certain spots. Yeah. yeah. The hidden ball. Cool. This may exist already. Okay. Is there a Pokeball that is more effective on unevolved Pokemon? Pokemon. No. The baby ball. <laughs> I want a baby ball? One idea I actually had was a Pokemon that works better on Pokemon that can't evolve. Okay, yeah, something so kind of like that. Similar in premise. Yeah. Basing it on a Pokemon's evolutionary stage. Yeah. I was thinking about Pichu and Togepi. Yeah. And the babies that are like baby. Yeah. So they're often going to be easier to catch anyway. They'll just have a higher catch rate that means that you don't need a specialized Pokeball for them as much. Also true. So like, it's not that it's a bad idea. <laughs> It's just that, it's just like, not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought about this too hard. That's okay. <laughs> Until you go through the motions of thinking about how this would help, you yeah. don't necessarily realize. But yeah, maybe something that has to do with evolution or lack of evolution. Yeah. Or, I think yeah. a Pokemon that doesn't evolve, because when you first find them, sometimes they can be a bit more challenging because yeah. they don't evolve. So they've already got those like higher level stats, maybe not as high as certain Pokemon that would evolve. Yeah. But say, also, by virtue of how this is designed as a side effect, it would be better against the most legendary Pokemon. Ooh. And that's good. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. Mm-hmm. I like this version of it a little bit more. It's a little bit more useful. So what would you call this unevolvable? Unevolvable. <laughs> unevolvable. <laughs> How about the stable ball? Okay. Interesting. It does also make me think of horses, but... Oh. <laughs> 
let's look at other words that mean stable. Yeah, if evolution means change, yeah, then something that means not change. Solid. A solid ball. Solid. I quite like that. Okay. And that brings to mind like a fun potential aesthetic of it being like stone. Yeah, or, like, but that rock. I know that if, makes it seem like it would be effective against stone. Like that would trip me up as a player. I'm not saying it has to look like it's a random rock you'd find outside, but it can look like maybe like grey slate colors, or it could be like marble. Okay. Or I like marble. That's fun. Cool. I think we're good on pokeballs. Yeah. We've got four new ideas there. We've got the mirror ball, the sky ball, the hidden ball, and the solid ball. Let's talk battle items. Okay. Specifically, held items that a Pokemon can have to use in battle. Some of the staple items you get back in the day were like ones that could boost a single type of sure, Pokemon's yeah. moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the Nevermelt Ice. What do you think that might do? Boost ice types moves? It sure does. And it's any Pokemon can use it, though. It would boost an ice type move. Sure. The more competitive ones tend to be things like Leftovers, which just, no matter what, heal a little bit of HP at the end of turn. Mm-hmm. Or, just, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Nowadays, items can tend to get a bit more niche and a bit weirder. There are items that work based on the weather. Mm-hmm. Some items are based up on the terrain moves in the last few generations. Sure. One of my favorite new items in Generation 8 are the heavy-duty boots. Yeah. Which, if a Pokemon's wearing them, it protects them from the effects of entry hazards, like stealth rocks, sticky web, toxic spikes when it would be switched into battle, which can make a lot of Pokemon that would have been really hurt by those before now not have to worry about them at all. One item that comes to mind for me that could be fun, an item based on a lucky clover okay. that mm-hmm. can make a Pokemon more lucky. This could be an item that has the same effect as the ability Serene Grace, which gives moves that have secondary effects double the chance of an effect happening. So a flamethrower's chance to burn is typically 10%. This would make it 20%. Oh, nice. Scold has a chance to burn of 30%. This would make it 60%. Wow. Yeah. And this is where we get to the point where it's like, I'm not here to balance the game. I would suspect that Serene Grace has put on quite few Pokemon because it's powerful and they can limit what Pokemon get it and what moves they get. But I'm not interested in that. So I'm <laughs> saying, oh, maybe maybe it doesn't have to double though. It doesn't have to be literally Serene Grace. Maybe it just adds a 10% chance to the chance of an effect triggering. Yeah, I think that's probably a little bit more fair for yeah. like, a held item. I like that a the lot. The Lucky Clover. You got an idea you want to share? I had something that once again was particular to our game. Maybe a held item that boosts the power of moves of an added type via elemental shards. Mm-hmm. If your Pokemon has, say, a normal type move, like has tackle or something, but mm-hmm. isn't a normal type, and you give it that third normal type via elemental shards, yeah. then tackle suddenly becomes a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of what I think is good about using the elemental shards is that essentially it's granting a power boost already, right? That's true. Are you thinking it's like a consumable item, so a one-time thing? It could be. And then it could just grant a bigger power boost. Sure. And then you could be just kind of going all in on the idea of this Pokemon having one all-out attack. Yeah. Sure, why not? Something like that. I'm thinking it's a consumable item that can only be used in a very specific circumstance, though. Even if it's already powerful, I'm thinking add 50%. Yeah, some kind of food. A subcategory of item that are all consumable items that feel like it would fit here are herbs. Sure, yeah. There are three herb items. The mental herb snaps a Pokemon out of its attraction. The power herb allows a move that would normally take a turn to charge to just fire off immediately. Oh, that's cool. And the white herb, whenever a stat is lowered, it just resets that stat back to normal. How about tying to the idea that types are also colors? The rainbow herb. Rainbow herb is good. Rainbow herb. A type of item that I think is neat Mm -hmm. is something that would interact with abilities. What's a really common ability? Intimidate comes to mind. Okay, yeah. No, that is one that's super common. So Mm -hmm. maybe something that interacts with intimidate. Yeah. So there are a pair of abilities that whenever any of their stats are lowered, they sharply boost a different stat or a specific stat. There's competitive. Whenever a stat is lowered, it sharply boosts its special attack. And defiant. Whenever its stat is lowered, it sharply boosts its attack. Okay. What that means with intimidate 
intimidated particularly is if it's intimidated, it gets a plus one to its attack instead of a minus one. Oh, because dang. it lowers the attack and then it gives it plus two attack. Okay. So an item that works with that could be really cool. Yeah. We could do one item like that. We could do two separate items. I think having it just work off of intimidate would be a bit weak. But having sure. it work off your stat being lowered. So it's something where if any of your stats are lowered, then your attack goes up? Yeah. Sure. I kind of like mask. Yeah. I don't like it being a mask. It could be a pair of masks. It could be defiant mask and competitive mask. <laughs> That's true. Defiant mask being the attack one, competitive mask being the special attack one. How about a terrain based thing? I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I know you mentioned the umbrella. That's weather. That's weather, not terrain. Remind me what a terrain is exactly then. <laughs> Fair enough. So there are four like... moves called terrains. You can only have one terrain at once and they work similarly to weather effects. So there's grassy terrain, electric terrain, psychic terrain, and misty terrain, which is the fairy type one. Each of them powers up their respective type for the duration. Sure. And they also each have a secondary effect. There's these seeds that are consumed that boost a stat in yeah. that terrain and there's the terrain extender that makes them last longer. But there's nothing that helps counteract a terrain. No. Oh, okay. An item that just levels the ground essentially and removes all terrains when it comes into play maybe and also prevents terrains while it's out. Yeah. Shovel. Some kind of shovel that allows you to like mess up the ground. <laughs> okay. Perfect shovel. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Animal Crossing item. <laughs> Golden shovel. Golden shovel. Why not? Mm. That conveys the idea that it is powerful and affects the ground. Yeah. Golden shovel. I've got one last idea for a battle item that's quite different from anything that already exists. Okay. And so there's draining moves and healing moves. Uh -huh. And there are items that can work off both of those. Say there's the big root item that increases the amount of HP you gain from draining moves. Sure. But what about a move that just says no to the opponent's healing? Oh. So it's a consumable item and it only works if the opposing Pokemon tries to heal. Okay. Whenever Whenever they use a move that would heal their HP, uh -huh. however much HP they would heal, you heal it instead. Oh. Say they use Giga Drain on you, even if it would knock you out, mm -hmm. before it can finish knocking you out, like you take the damage and then it restores any HP that they would have gained. Okay. Yeah, a consumable one-time item that allows you to steal your opponent's HP gain. Okay. From a move, specifically from a move, so it doesn't trigger off like leftovers. I, I like that, yeah. yeah. What does that look like? <laughs> I think this could be a variant of the policy items that already exist. Okay. So there's the weakness policy and blunder policy and they trigger and they give you a pretty big effect. Mm. So this could just be heal policy. Sure. Your healing policy says your opponent Pokemon one time can't heal and you heal instead. And finally for our items, one item that we need to have. Most regions introduce a new healing item that is a specific unique food to that region. It started with the Rage Candy Bar in Generation 2. Okay. Which at the time would heal 20 HP but now works like all these other ones. They typically just heal a status condition. They work like a full heal. Okay. Lava cookies in Generation 3 started it. You've got the old Gato found at the old Chateau in Sinnoh right through to Malasadas in Sun and Moon. Gen 8 doesn't have one and I don't know why but I love every region just like this is our signature food and it heals your Pokemon in the same yeah. way that they all do. So Alex here's where you can come in and uh -huh. tell us about maybe a specific West Coast food that could work for this kind of item like Malasada did for Alola. Uh-huh. So the first thought that comes to mind <laughs> and it's not like a food that only exists in the Pacific Northwest or sure. the West Coast or whatever. I mean it's started with candy bars and cookies. Exactly, like... yeah. And it's a little bit more in that vein. The first thing that came to mind was donuts. I also kind of had a feeling of donuts. Like like voodoo donuts came to <laughs> mind and I was like, what is the food? For anyone that doesn't know, what is a voodoo donut? Voodoo donuts <laughs> is a donut shop in Portland that does really wacky donuts. Yeah. They're super famous. So let's just flavor this donut in a way that works <laughs> for Alsea. So, so like some of them are based on specific areas. The old chateau gave you the old ghetto, and that's just a fun play on words. Uh -huh. Gen 5 goes the Castellia cone, an ice cream that is 
specific to Castelia City. Sure. Gen 6 had the Lumio Skelet and the Shalor Sable. So those were, again, based on very specific cities. Lava Cookies were from Lava Ridge Town. Sure, yeah. So they could be based on specific areas. I don't want it to end up just having the name of a person in this donut. So, like, our Portland equivalent is Surgeport. Hmm. Thunder Donuts. Port Donuts. And you get them from the coffee shops in town? Yeah, you get them from the coffee shops. Ooh, okay. Every coffee shop will sell you charged donuts. No. They could also be, like, based on a Pokemon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, ooh, ooh. a Pokemon? Shimaruto. Yeah. Electric type. Uh-huh. Surge Port. Yeah. Our mascot. Yes. What are you calling that? Because you wanted to have a fun name still. Oh, yeah. Apostrophe. Ruto Rings. Ruto Rings? Ruto Rings. Ruto Rings? Ruto Rings. That's so cute. <laughs> They got like little stripies. Yeah. Like they're like a circle, mm-hmm. but they have the little head stripies like on the top. Yeah. The Ruto Ring. The, the Ruto signature Ruto healing Ring. item of Ulsea. All right. So I think we're good for items. So now it's my turn to lead as we dive into Who's That Pokemon? Now I've got to decide because I've got a bunch of ideas that I want to do. And which one do I want to do first? Okay, I'm going to do this one. And it's a little bit of a weird one. But it also allows us to get in a new type combination, which is okay. always fun to do. It's also based on a local creature. Oh? But one you might not have heard of. Oh? Have you ever heard of the Oregon Giant Earthworm? <laughs> I have not. It's an earthworm, according to Wikipedia, found in North America. But since its discovery in 1937, specimens have been documented in only 15 locations within Oregon's Willamette Valley. It's a very, very specific thing. And here's the thing, because there's not really been an earthworm Pokemon. There's been there some hasn't. wormy kind of yeah. Pokemon, but not an earthworm. Yeah. Growing to more than three feet in length. What? <laughs> In it's... Willamette Valley? Uh-huh. That's real? Yep. <laughs> uh... That's Suchinoko. That's a Suchinoko, is what that is. Here's the thing, though. It's, it literally is an, it's an earthworm. Oh, like, it's so long. <laughs> I was thinking it was fatter than that. No. Like, just... like, like a Suchinoko. <laughs> no, it's just an earthworm that's really long. Oh, no. But it's a very specific Oregon thing. Looks like they can get a bit fatter, but... <laughs> oh, I don't like it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We're going to Pokemon. It. Okay. There are all sorts of gross Pokemon. Do you like more as Pokemon? You yeah. like Joltik. Yeah. You like Snom. Yeah. You wouldn't like those real creatures. Yeah. So it's a bug type. Okay. But it's not just a bug type. Because okay. part of what I'm thinking is, so it's a giant worm and it starts off as a normal worm uh-huh. and it evolves and becomes a giant worm. Uh-huh. But not just a giant worm, but a giant worm. Oh. No, not O. That's regular worm. Yeah, just sorry. <laughs> Why? A dragon-like creature. It's a bug dragon type. It's a big, long, wormy thing. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking as well, because we haven't actually got any unevolved Pokemon that are dragon types yet. So I think it's bug dragon type in both stages. Okay. And it's a little bit like Applin. And you're like, you look at it and it's like, that thing's a dragon type? And Applin then when it is... evolves, it makes more sense. Applin is also a worm. Yeah, it's kind of similar in that way, mm-hmm. but it's specifically an earthworm. So it, I thought about doing an earthworm at one point as a bug ground type. Yeah. But because of this evolution, I want it to be dragon type when it's unevolved as well, because then Tom could have one in his gym. Oh, yeah. And part of why that works is think of a giant worm specific to role-playing games. A purple worm. The purple worm is an iconic D&D monster, so I think it's a purple worm. Oh, yeah. It's an earthworm, and yeah. maybe it starts out a bit pinker like a traditional earthworm. Sure. And then when it and evolves, then... it becomes a much deeper purple. Yeah. And it's got, like, a big fangy jaw on the end of it oh, when it's evolved. Oh, yeah. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a purple worm Pokemon. Yeah. Based on the Oregon giant earthworm. Oh. Is that not really good? I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> 
So a bug dragon is a brand new type that's never been done before, but also just a worm. It's a very different kind of dragon. It's yeah. on the ground. It's underground. It gets ground moves. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's really cool. Yeah. So worms with a U or a Y are typically described as like draconic creatures. They're dragons on the yeah. ground. I think when it's unevolved, it's got a cutesy face. Okay. We give it a little cutesy face on the end. Yeah. A smile, eyes. Obviously, it wouldn't normally have eyes. In fact, it doesn't even have to have eye eyes. It could have like lion eyes. Yeah. Because that's cutesy. Blind eyes. Yeah. Do you know the James and the Giant Peach movie? I know of it, yes. There's an earthworm character in that mm-hmm. who like wears these round goofy glasses. Yeah, bookworm type. Yeah, because he's blind. Yeah, because he's a worm. Yeah, so like I'm getting that kind of vibe. Just yeah. like a friendly. Yeah, it has a very friendly visage to it. Yeah. You've got the rings around it. And like it doesn't need to have too much going on to make it distinct apart from that. Yeah. It's a relatively simple design. It is, yeah. Especially you... like the, yeah, the first evolution be You portray it kind of wiggly. Probably give it some like, not like stripes, but like that kind of like worm yeah like line mm-hmm. detailing yeah when it evolves it's mad it's this big giant monstrous worm yeah. thing yeah yeah it's gonna have so now it can even still have like the line eyes but they can just be positioned in an angry sort of expression <laughs> yes yes it's still blind but oh, now yeah. it's angry I'm picturing like it's got an open mouth with like the ring of fangs so they're uh-huh. all pointing inwards yeah chomp 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 yeah Bright, not as like, horrifying as normal because it's Pokemon but yeah still like that full circle of teeth it's a very bright, powerful purple on top with a paler uh-huh. colour for the underbelly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of it. Yeah. Oh, the other thing. Visually, they don't change too much, but I'm thinking the first stage is one of the smallest Pokemon of all time. Okay. I think 10 centimetres is the smallest any Pokemon is listed as being in the Pokedex. Joltik? Yeah, that's one of them. There's a few yeah. Pokemon like that. Yeah, yeah. It's very small. And then it evolves, and it's in, like, the top 10 size <laughs> of all Pokemon. It, it, uh. it would have the biggest size difference between evolutions of all Pokemon. I love that. Then it is a massive monstrous worm how, thing. Okay, how big are we talking? Like, Whale Lord? Yeah. Whale Lord, I think, is the biggest. Yeah. So are we talking more like Whale Lord or more like Kyogre? I'm thinking at least 10 meters. Okay. The 10 centimeter group are Joltik, Flabebe, Cutiefly, Comfey, Cosmoem, and Sinisty. Very small. They're the smallest Pokemon, and, like, the Pokedex does not list anything smaller than that. The biggest Pokemon listed is Etanatus at 20 meters. Whale Lord is 14.5 meters. Then you get to, like, Alone Executor, Mega Rayquaza, Mega Steelix, uh-huh. Primal Kyogre is 9.8 meters. Okay. I think we just set this at a solid 10 meters. Yeah. It is huge. It's real big. Absolutely astronomical. It's not... So is it both long and wide? I mean, it's relatively wide, but it's much, much longer. Okay. It would probably have to be like, what, at least a solid meter wide. Okay. Well, maybe it doesn't have to be that wide. Half a meter wide? I tell you what, it has the same proportionate length as an Oregon giant earthworm at three feet long. Uh... <laughs> For Pete's sake. <laughs> You baby. (laughs) Let's name some worms. Yeah. (laughs) We can give it some kind of name that reflects the evolution change by just having it change an O to a Y. Yeah. And have it almost be the same name otherwise. Uh Uh-huh. And that plays around the fact that we're like, oh, it's so similar in visual look, especially when you don't see its mouth. It's so similar in look and name. Uh Uh-huh. But then you see its face and it's a very different face. And also the size is absurdly different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just big. One early idea I had, this was more when I was just thinking about the idea of a, a typical earthworm that would be like ground bug uh-huh. but just like shrink the name of it take off the uh just thworm 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 <laughs> t-h-w-o-r-m maybe or maybe you play around with the spelling a bit and then change the o to a y so it's still and then it's like thworm thworm is that a bit too silly it would be perfect for the baby sure if you want to name the same one or like the big one the same name with a different spelling i don't think that works <laughs> i don't think you can call a big one thworm <laughs> I really like Thworm. 
Thwerm evolves to Perthworm. Perthworm? Which is like a pun on Earth and purple. Okay, I can work with that. Yeah. Perthworm? Perthworm. It probably has a really high evolution level. Thwerm becomes one of the weaker dragon types you'd be able to find. Mm -hmm. Perthworm becomes one of the stronger bug types you'd be able to find. Sure. Let's ability them up. Yeah. Okay, so I've got some abilities to go through. Like, I'll just throw them out and you can see how you think and we can decide on them after I run through a few. Forewarn is an ability, which makes you think of, you know, worms knowing when things are coming based on, like, how they sense around them. Okay, sure, yeah. Uh, So it warns you about the most powerful move on the opponent's Pokemon. Okay. Limber. Sure. Worms are pretty limber. That protects from paralysis. Sure. So that seems pretty fitting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Rain Dish. Worms love to come up in the rain. They do. Rain Dish gives them slight HP recovery when it's raining. Okay. One that I think only works when it's evolved. Anger Point. It's a big angry worm now. It raises attack stat if it's hit by a critical hit. Okay. Another one I was thinking about, it would be a new ability. Potentially, it could heal when it uses the first turn of a move that requires a charging turn. Think moves like Dig, Mm. Dive, Solar Beam. They all take a turn to begin. And I'm more thinking about it working with Dig. It burrows underground. And on that first turn, when normally it would do nothing, it instead heals some of its HP back. Okay. And then gets to do the damage. I'm thinking maybe we also would give it a new bug or dragon move that has a charge. Turn. Yeah, like I, like, I that. like that a lot. Yeah. That seems like a hidden ability. Sure. So like build up. Yeah, or like using time wisely. Prudence. Sure. Prudent could work. Okay, so it's new hidden ability that they can both have. Prudent. When it uses a move that requires a charging turn, it can heal, and that's still an ability that we can absolutely use on other Pokemon. Mm-hmm. How much HP do you think it would be fair to heal? Twenty to thirty. Probably twenty-five then. It should be in like Actually, the lower. Should, yeah, it should probably be even less than that. One eighth. All right. So hidden ability for both of them is prudent. I think first ability they should probably both have Limber. Limber I really feels like really Limber. Good. Limber is perfect. I also really liked Raindish. Yeah. Yeah. It could change from Raindish to Anger Point. Yeah. So Limber for both, then Raindish to Anger Point as the second ability, and Hidden Ability as our new ability, Prudent. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. And that's on Thwerm and Perthworm. <laughs> So today, we have created a bunch of new items for Pokemon North and South. A group of Pokeballs. We got the Mirror Ball, the Sky Ball, the Hidden Ball, and the Solid Ball. Not to mention our new battle items. Such as the Lucky Clover, the Rainbow Herb, Defiant Mask, Competitive Mask, Golden Shovel, and Heal Policy. And of course, our own signature healing item. The Rudo Ring! <laughs> and we also made a Pokemon. Two Pokemon based on the Oregon Giant Earthworm. An Oregon-based animal that Alex had never heard heard of that is literally just a three foot long worm. We've got Thwerm and Perthworm, a pair of bug dragon types, a unique type combination that start out as the smallest Pokemon in existence and become one of the biggest. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as Cult Classics, No Dice, and our other show, Sorted. A quick note on Sorted, we are shifting up the upload schedule so it now releases the Wednesday before Pokemakers drops, not the Wednesday after. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. And you can find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. If you have any artwork, ideas, concepts, or anything you'd like to share to us related to Fakemon, we'd love to see it. And you can find some of our official merch at pocketpodcastnetwork.com slash shop. So until next time, gotta Gotta make make them all. all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. 
Do you like the Dresden Files novels, tabletop role-playing games, improv, adventure, or butt jokes? If not, I don't know if we can help you. Hi there, this is Michael, the host and game master for Green Mountain Mysteries, a Dresden Files RPG actual play podcast about four ersatz heroes fighting wizards and monsters in Burlington, Vermont. Come for the grand urban fantasy adventure full of diverse characters. Stay for the many butt jokes. Seriously, one of the players is playing a proctologist. It's just chef's kiss. You can listen to new episodes of Green Mountain Mysteries every Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network or wherever fine podcasts are sold.